Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Steps. <coughs> excuse me, welcome to another episode of Steps Podcast. Today, I got someone really special here. Who um, I know I say that for a lot of these episodes, but um, this one is hits really home for me just because of um, the way this community has embraced me. So, Mr. Dre is here, and I will let Dre make an introduction for himself. Sir, please tell everyone about who you are and what you do. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I'm Dre, like he said. <laughs> Um, I am now a professional TCG player, play card game professionally, uh, part-time dad, fiance, tattoo artist, and I guess social media influencer now since that's part, part <laughs> of being a pro in the card game. Yeah. But yeah. And, and what, what TCG game do you play, sir? Oh uh, yeah. So Pokemon, yeah. The, that's the, that's the big one. So <laughs> that's it right there. Um, so I want to just say a big thank you to you. Because, yeah. um, man, I had like a million questions for this guy when we first started. And I remember one of my first questions for you was like, hey, why don't we play uh, Deoxys in our Mew, our, our Mew builds? And you were like, no, we do play it, <laughs> yeah. but it's just a different you have to figure out how to do this. And um, man, this uh, this guy, as well as the larger community has really embraced me and I just want to say thank you to you and everyone else as well. Oh yeah, of course. This like the same way that I embraced you is how the community embraced me. Right. I, I'm relatively new still. I've only been playing like it's been a little bit less than two years now. Gotcha. So like when I first showed up to my first league night, they I showed up with like a little battle deck from Walmart, mm -hmm. little theme deck mm -hmm. and like uh one of our guys, Evan, walked up to me and said, Hey what do you have? He saw what I had, he said, No, 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 no. He handed me a deck um, I played it, and you know the rest is history. You know they helped me create decks. I learned what the meta, what be a meta deck was. I didn't yeah. know what that was before. Yeah. So like the, the so whenever anybody I meet anybody new that's in our game, it's in our community. I want them to feel as welcome as I did because that was huge for me. Like the right. way that they were just like, yeah, come play, do this, do that. Like I want to like keep that going because they've the community here in Fresno is. Awesome. It's dope. Yeah, it's awesome. Exactly. Um, so let's so, you know, you said professional player and, you know, you kind of got this goal that, you know, a lot of people try to achieve. But let's kind of backtrack it. You know, um, you're obviously not a native to Fresno. Right. Uh, so let's jump into a little bit of how you got here. So, you know, where 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 are you from originally and, and what brought you here? Yeah, uh, I'm originally from I was born in Salinas. Yeah. Um, Spent a lot of time in San Jose. It's kind of where I feel like where I had a lot of my upbringing was I a lot of my developmental years in San Jose. Um, I had a rough like home life, so sure. moving around a lot was just like a common occurrence. So um, I just moved around a lot. There was a point where I didn't know my dad for a long part of my life, and then I ended up getting shipped off to him. <laughs> it's a lot like the Fresh Prince wow. kind of thing. Yeah, I got, yeah, I, got yeah. I got into a fight. And my mom sent me, you know, somewhere else, you yeah. know, so. My dad uh, had finally been, you know, finally out of jail long enough, so I was able to go stay with him, and I spent, like, half, like, two of my high school years there with him, Yeah. and, you know, I think it kind of helped me get some closure on my childhood, too, because I was a really angry kid, mm -hmm. you know, just mad that my dad wasn't around, mad that my mom, you know, my mom was on the hard stuff, so it was, yeah. that was another reason why I moved around a lot, so it was... It was it was it was mainly just moving around a lot. I like I said so uh, through high school. I went to Phoenix, um, stayed there for a little bit, and there is where I found out I had a talent to play football. 
Really? Yeah. So I went, uh, I played football there. I went to the junior college scene out there, ended up getting a scholarship to San Jose State. So I came back home. Wow. That's dope, man. Uh, yeah, it was really awesome. But <sighs> the, the pressures of playing Division One football, it's, it sucked. And then also the politics in it. Yeah. You know, uh, the coach that I was recruited by ended up leaving mm. the college pretty much the year that I was going to become the starter. And yeah. then you know, when that happens, just. Yeah, you get shoved to the side for the people yeah. that they want to bring in. So then after San Jose, I moved back to Phoenix. I ended up playing uh, semi-pro football. Nice. Wow. Um, that led to, like, playing a uh, small, like, arena ball. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just kind of felt like I missed home. And so I was getting really close to moving to California for mm-hmm. a while. But then I got a call that my grandpa got uh, colon cancer. Oh wow! And he retired not too far from here in Corcoran. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he lives. Okay. So he retired there, and so I'm just like, man, my, you know, I'm doing tattoos. You know, um, I picked that up during COVID. <laughs> I yeah. ended up getting really good at that. Wow. So yeah, so I'm like, you know, I can't live in Corcoran. It's too small of a town for me to be able to, you know, do tattoos like as a legit business and like mm-hmm. be able to make money for myself. So um, I ended up going to like Visalia Tulare. Mm-hmm. Uh, staying with one of my buddies out there, working in a warehouse job, and also doing tattoos, and that's actually where I met my fiance Daisy. Um, he, he, she was actually uh, a DJ, and one of my <laughs> one of my one of my friends in our in that group was actually a DJ for one of the little nightclubs in that town. That and so it was just a friend of a friend, and we ran into each other, yeah. and then we didn't actually like click that night that like we met. Yeah, it actually. <laughs> It's funny thing. Later on, couple I was probably like two months later, maybe about that. Uh, we ended up matching on Tinder. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah. So even we're, better. Yeah, you know, we love being a success story for the dating apps, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I came out. She was the reason why I even came to Fresno in the first place. You know, I just really? wanted to be close to Fresno because there's people, and then Tulare Marcelli was pretty good enough, big enough for me. And then when I met her, I'm just like, yeah, like I. I'd love to be out here with you, you wow. know. Uh, we ended up building our life together. We've been together pretty much like almost two years now as well. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't even be playing Pokemon if it wasn't if I didn't meet her. Really? Because she brought me to Fresno uh, and me doing tattoos. Mm-hmm. One of her friends, uh, they do pop-up events because her and a lot of her friends are also entrepreneurs. They have their own businesses. Mm-hmm. They sell mm-hmm. different things like um, clothes, glosses. Some of them do aesthetics and stuff like that. So um, they needed a tattoo artist, and they're like, hey, there's a pop-up event for Halloween. You need a tattoo artists. You can just do, like, you know, like the little paper that has, like, the pick ones. And sure, you sure, sure. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? It sounds like a good potential for me to meet people, get my sure. name out there, because I'm new to Fresno, and just make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so while I'm there, I'm playing on the iPad, playing the Pokemon card game. I never played for real, and that's where I met uh, another good buddy of mine, Isaac. Um, okay. Another part of uh, fast forward gaming as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, one of my another one of my sponsors is fast forward gaming. Um, so uh, I met him. He was like, he saw me playing. He's like, hey, do you play in real life? I'm like, oh no, I just collect cards. And I put the code cards in <laughs> to play on the tablet. He's like, oh, like we play like at the card shops. He gave me the names of the card shops and boom. Man. So it's it, it w- it's an insane like trail that led me to this. It's it, if you were to t- ask me like three years ago, like. Where would you see yourself? This is not anywhere close to where I would think I would be. Yeah. Yeah. Like at yeah. all. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay. So a lot to unpack there. I want to start with 
when you talked about how, uh, you know, you did have a rough childhood, right? Right. And kind of like bouncing in between. And, um, you know, for the frequent listeners of the podcast, you know, we focus on step parents and step child as well, or children, I should say. Um, And I'm curious, man, like, was that bouncing around and that, that moving around, you know, W- did it just make it easier also to to leave and be able to be on your own like like the way you are now? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, that's kind of kind of why it's been hard to stay in one place. Sure, is because I'm just not used to it. Yeah, whenever I'm somewhere too long, I just kind of feel uneasy, like because it's just not a common occurrence to yeah. me. Yeah, what's too long? I mean, I think the longest I've stayed in one place is maybe three years. I've stayed in really? Phoenix. I stayed in Phoenix three years at one point before I came here, and this is probably well. I mean, I stayed in San Jose a lot, of, a lot that area because it was, I was a child sure. and we moved around in sure. San Jose. But as an adult, you know, yeah. I've, I haven't really stayed in the same place more than like two, three years. Wow. So we're approaching about three, almost three years I've been here. Hey, nice. So like, and I, I feel comfortable here. It, it, it doesn't feel like. Oh, I want to get out of here. Right. <laughs> and it's right. funny because the only place I'd feel like I'd want to go if I left here is maybe Phoenix because I have roots there. I have family there. And I've yeah. also seen that. It's actually a pretty good area. It's a yeah. Good, but there's nothing wrong with, like, Fresno. I enjoy being here. Mm-hmm. I have the, the community that I'm a part of here. Right. Like, it's great. Like, I would, I really don't want to leave. So it's it's a good change. But I, it definitely did make it easier for me to do all that moving yeah. because of the instability as a child. Do you feel like it was a necessary change? I think so. Uh, at one point uh, out there, I was just, I felt like I was stagnant doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. I had a part-time job at the gym. I yeah. would li- come home, do tattoos ho- to whatever people I was doing, and then I would go out on weekends and just party, party it up and, or whatever. And, and that wasn't good for me either. Yeah. It wasn't good for me mentally, emotionally, and I was wrecking my body. So it yeah. just it, it, it just felt like it w- a cycle that I didn't want to stay in. Mm-hmm. I just uh, looked at myself like I'm not going anywhere. I'm right. just doing the same thing. What What do you think clicked for you between like that and then obviously the news with your grandfather that that it was like a like you know this this isn't it you know this lifestyle it, it isn't it. Yeah, um, I think the 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 call of my grandpa was just like. The final like straw. I was like, sure. hey, I gotta, I gotta go. Like, do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was at, I was at home. I just got off of work. I had a tattoo appointment that was like probably two hours away. I ended up just canceling. Letting them know, like, hey, I just got some news. Like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get your d- tattoo done, but like, I have to reschedule you. Like, I, I'm just not in a mental state. Um, I sat there. Like, I called pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother was my room. I stayed in my, me and my brother we stayed together. We shared a two bedroom apartment, so. As soon as he got home from work, I let him know, and then we were both just kind of unpacking it. Uh, it's really good to have my brother, though. That's yeah. probably like the one solid, per- the one person I had throughout my life. You know, I only have one f- whole, like both same parents, yeah. like same mom and same dad brother, and that's him. Mm-hmm. And so he's always been the person that I felt like, you know, even if we take a year or two doing our own thing, like sure. you know, he knows I'm there for them. He's always there for me. But yeah, it's. It, it was it was a lot and i just felt like hey you know what i don't think i want to stay here anymore mm-hmm. and i let him know he knew it wasn't like i didn't want to live with him it was just like like i want to be closer to grandpa i don't sure. i don't like what my life here is just yeah the same old same old and it's not it's not fun anymore it's getting boring you know it's mm-hmm. getting it's getting tiresome too i felt like i was always tired mm. um so it i think that was kind of a 
I mean, I hate to say that as a blessing in disguise, but it kind of sure, was, sure. you know. I mean, good thing now is my grandpa got through it. He went through his, his sessions, and he's good. He's oh wow. So yeah, he's actually recovered. Yeah, he's recovered. So that's oh, good news. Oh man, that's so, great. So yeah, he's you know he's he's still he's still on medications and stuff, sure, but like it's sure. not like as aggra- aggravated as it was. It was not like you know they got rid of it. They were able to get it, remove it, and stuff like that. So gotcha. That that's that was good, but yeah, it's. It, it was it was an easy decision though i was able to his he had a buddy that was going to move into my room mm-hmm. um i ended up just getting my stuff so i sold my car that i had mm-hmm. there just because it would be easier than trying to drive yeah. it over here get tags and all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. i'm like i'll just sell this and buy a new car when i get there sure. so um yeah so that's what i did and um uh, yeah, I don't think it didn't phase me to move because like right. I've done it. You've done yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not, so just packing up, putting my two weeks into my job, and just going. And it, it just it, it wasn't it didn't scare me. I was just able to do it just because of that, you know, experience. Sure, you say. <laughs> sure. Um, do you, do you mind if we talk about your grandpa a little bit? Yeah, go for it. So, what was he to you in your life? He was like my first and main father figure in my life. Really. Yeah, so uh, through a lot of the struggles with my mom and her drug abuse, sure. he would be, I mean, there was a one point I lived with him for two years throughout my childhood. Oh, wow. Because my mom just could not take care of us. Sure. So, um, and he was like one of the very few constants in my life. Yeah. You know, him, um, my grandma Terry, and then uh, my grandparents on my dad's side. I did. It's wild that I didn't really have a good, you know, connection with my dad, but my dad's parents were just always there for me yeah you know so and then that was really good to have too i hear you i hear you um what what were and what are some of the things that he taught you that you never forgot oh yeah he taught me how important it was to be um on time Mm -hmm. he's military yeah so if you're not if you're not early you're late all Mm -hmm. that stuff you know um, making sure your bed's made before you leave, uh, making sure you towards them before you do everything else, you know, it, it just very, very straight, like military, like, um, grandpa is kind of, if you, if you have a military parent, you, you yeah. know, people listening, they have military parents, they, they know how that is, you I know, hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And but he wa- he wasn't like, you know, super like drill sergeant, but, he, <laughs> but it was, but it was like, you know, it, it instilled some good morals and good habits for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. The my uh, my first job out of college, my my direct boss was um, was a military MP, and dude, like it was yes sirs, no sirs, and you know, like <laughs> yeah. he responded to that, you know. Right. So I, I hear you. Um, so you know, you you had kind of a roller coaster of a childhood, and you find some stability, and then. You get this news, and now you're, you know, okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm with you, you know? Right. Um, and then you start coming into um, in, into Pokemon. But it sounds like you were always into it. Yeah. And it was kind of maybe that, that, that was the stability maybe also in your life? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when you say it that way, it does make sense. I never thought of it that way, sure. but, like – that's one one like since a kid like my I'm the oldest out of nine kids, 
So Dang. the one person, Props, <laughs> the yeah, one yeah. person older than me was my cousin that I grew up with. Okay. And me and him, that's just what we bonded over. We like, I remember that the very, one of our favorite memories is, you know, he got Nintendo 64 for Christmas and playing Heck Pokemon, yes. playing Pokemon stadium. Like that was awesome. And then, uh, there's pictures that my grandma has of me and him. I was Pikachu. He was Charmander for, <laughs> for Halloween. It was it was crazy. So like, that's dope. And you know, it's very bad to say, but like, I mean, I guess I have a bad childhood, so I was kind of a bad kid sometimes. Sure. So when we went to Walmart, Targets, I would, I my mom wouldn't buy them for me, so I would take Pokemon cards. Hey man, five finger discount, baby. Hey man. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had we had a bunch of strollers because there's. You know, kids. So we'd tuck them under yeah, the yeah. tuck them under the kid and tuck them under one of my sisters or something like that. <laughs> get home and open packs. You know, so um, now nah, no Pokemon is like I always loved it. I always yeah. loved the cartoon, the games, the cards. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was definitely one of the few constants in my life is that I always did love Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so as you as you kind of you know, I guess not transition, but as you started making, as you started making the move into um, the trading card game itself, um, when when was that kind of aha moment for you? Like, oh hey, like I I can actually be good at this. Not not so much like in in like playing it physically, but even on the even on the iPad or whatever, right? I mean, it wasn't until I started playing the physical cards. Oh really? That it for me, like I played it just for fun on the on online, but yeah. I was just playing whatever cards I had and whatever deck. Mm. Like I didn't know how to build a deck or anything. And, right. But um, when they when my buddy Evan and handed me that deck mm -hmm. and I played it and I saw, it's like, oh okay, like there's. Like actual legit, strategy like, to like this. There's like legit <laughs> cards that are meant to interact with each other. Like there is an actual yes. like like there's yes. an actual like line of play for these things. And then as I started, even in my first game, I lost, but like I walked away with it feeling like I won because I just had, I absorbed so much knowledge yes. from that. I'm just like, yes. yo, this is dope. Like, yes. yo, seeing the interactions, the ability of the Pokemon to get the mm -hmm. energy, the item that and yes. energy, and then I can attack like. It was insane, so I was just like really hyped about that. And then sure. after that, I just wanted to get and like go through my cards. Are there any cards that are meta? Is there anything I can build now that's yeah, different yeah, yeah. that'll work that'll be cool? And like I went through a lot of stuff, and then I I dove down the rabbit hole, man. Like mm -hmm. I have, I definitely have like a very. There's no there's no dipping my foot in this stuff. Sure. I never, I, ne I, I'm just never been that. I've always been a like, I want to do this. I'm diving in. When I first did tattoos, it was during COVID. Yes. I had the gym was closed. There, I was getting extra money. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because everybody's getting that government money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got bored. Uh, I went and talked to one of my friends. I got fitted for a grow. So you know. Um, yeah. And so the guy that did it, he was a, he was actually a tattoo artist. I'm like, damn, bro, you're making so much money from tattoos. You got to start a jewelry business. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man. I'm like you get into it and he like gave me kind of like little starting tips mm -hmm. i bought a little training kit i got the fake skins i was watching every single youtube video that mm -hmm. i could find on proper ways to set up yeah. how to better your line work yada 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 like and i dove in i was tattooing oranges bananas the skins <laughs> i got like to the point where i ran out so i'm just like i guess it's time i rolled up my shorts and i started tattooing my legs mm. came out super dope i mean like my first tattoo was this toxic symbol here. <laughs> That's dope, man. The very next night. Yeah. The very next night, I did this boo ghost. 
And then the night after that, I did this money bag. It has the slight shading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even within three nights, I could see my improvement. Yeah, just like that. Like, and so, um, and then so, and that same kind of, like, obsessiveness that I put into wanting to be good at tattooing, Mm -hmm. I did it with Pokemon. Yeah. Like, I dove into the meta breakdowns. What's good now? What's what's the best ways? What cards are going to come out? Like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then... I noticed like a lot of things that reoccur. Yeah. So this that's where then I took like my football past mm-hmm. and kind of brought it in too because it's still it's a competitive game you know mm-hmm. it's um, I played quarterback so it's a very like you know uh, mindful position you right. know you really have to think of everything super quick right like, right it's almost reactive and that's the point to where you have to study. So where when you see something that you've seen in film or you've seen in practice, it's reactive almost because you've done it so many times and you just know what to do. Right. That's kind of what right. I d- wanted to do with Pokemon. So I started watching like old worlds formats. Mm-hmm. I went back to as far as I could find the videos, mm-hmm. as far back as I could, which I think was like 2008. Mm-hmm. It's like I went back, I watched all of those worlds, watched whatever top fours, top eight videos I could. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of those old cards, they get reprinted or they kind of right. get reused. Repurposed the same mechanic, and yeah, the mechanics yeah. get reused yeah. and stuff like that. So, and that definitely helped me like build strategies and build sure. decks and sure. know how to tech first. So it's like that same kind of thing. It just all like accumulated so mm-hmm. perfectly that I was able to have like that little moment in that game mm-hmm. just snowballed so fast into me becoming a successful car, uh, Pokemon player. I got you. I got you. Um, in the you know for those who don't know uh that aren't in this world that you know i'm dipping in my toe into now as well um tell us what meta means so yeah the meta is anything that is relevant like in the mm-hmm. current uh format so a format is going to be whenever a new uh set of pokemon cards come out mm-hmm. Odds are at least two to three <laughs> of those cards are going to have some sort of effect on the way the game is played because right. they're going to introduce a new mechanic or bring back an old mechanic or right. just add something to spice up the format. And whatever is good in that format is considered the meta. Anything that you know that is playable, anything right. that is competitively playable, because technically any card is playable, but right. competitively, yeah. not everything is playable. Yeah, I hear you. So yeah, I the meta you. is going to be your competitive type of uh, play stuff. Right, and 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 explain uh, for those who, again who don't know, in a in a deck, right? You talked about a deck. What is a deck, and how many cards are in it, and what are the rules for a deck? Yeah, for sure. So uh, with Pokemon, you have sixty cards. Right. Um, you are only allowed to have four copies of the same card, excluding energy. You can have as many energy if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as like Pokemon's uh, supporters um, and items, mm-hmm. tools, those are all different subcategories in right. the trainers for Pokemon. Um, yeah, four of the same card allowed only. Yeah. So, um, and you usually try to take that mix of stuff. You know, you, you'll have Pokemon that have direct you know, effects with trainers or you'll have trainers that affect the entire typing of Pokemon. And those of you that don't know the typings of Pokemon, (laughs) it's based on the elements mostly, you know, you get grass, lightning, fire, et cetera. So, yeah, uh, I feel like most people have a kind of have a basic grasp of that. You know know what's funny, man? (laughs) It's like, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like, um, 
most people that are like mid 40s and younger all have had an experience with Pokemon. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I feel like a lot of them do. My do my grandpa has Pokemon cards. Crazy. Like my gran my grandpa has like the the golden Pokemon cards that Burger King had in the Pokeballs. Like from when I was like Whoa. three. Yes. Like my grandpa loves Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. And so like whenever I call them and update them about like well, my placements stuff, they're yeah, just so yeah, yeah. hyped and they're just like so they they want to know like mm -hmm. all about it. Like so like I I feel like it's no, 40 and under, definitely, but there's a good amount of people I feel like over 40 that for sure. definitely do too. Like, it's, it's pretty cool, though. For sure. Um, I, I just remember my, like, I posted the, re you know, Fresno hosted the regional championship here, um, you know, a couple weeks ago now. And, man, I had a few messages where people were just like, yo, what, what yeah. is that? I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, our community is pretty dope. And yeah. um, I saw a, it was a Twitter feed. One of them was like, and I think you actually commented on it, and it was like, this is the Fresno schedule for Pokemon. Yeah. Are y'all seeing this? Yeah. You can play Pokemon in Fresno one day, every day for seven days if you yeah. wanted to. Some days twice a day. Some days twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I say all that to say, man, um, you know, so when you dove into this, when you dove into this community, right, and you talked about how Evan, Evan helped you. Um, what was kind of your biggest takeaway when you did kind of dive in head first? Okay, yeah. So I mean, the big thing that I was able to, like that that like was also the car shop owners. Yes. Like when I yes. that was really awesome when I went to car shop. I'm like, hey, I want to build this. I need to build that. Like yeah. they were all super helpful. Like Drex. He's Dude, one. He's, shout out to Drex. Shout out Drex, American Car Shop. Like that. Yes. I another person that I wouldn't be here without him. For sure. Like I needed. He was able to help me get cards I needed. Even because he's actually one of my sponsors for Fast Forward Gaming as well. Mm -hmm. And but before I was even sponsored, he was just always a really helpful, cool person to me. Yeah. I loved going to his shop. Like yes. he made me feel like I was one of the homies before I was even one of the homies. For like he's sure. like, come play. Like, we play Wednesdays. You know what cards you need? Here's yes. like he was. He's played such a big role here. Um, Steven at Triumph TCG. Mm -hmm. That's another shop that I would go to every Monday. You yeah. know, I, I don't, ha I don't haven't had Mondays free as often. Right. So I haven't been able to make it there. So Steven, uh, you know, I haven't been yeah dissing you. I just haven't had Mondays <laughs> off to go play on Mondays as For often sure. as I like to. But that was another shop that was just really welcoming. That's where I met Evan. Was at that shop. Oh, nice. So um, yeah, and I went and played, and it was Steven too. Like, hey, what do you need? You know, this is our schedule. This mm -hmm. is stuff. You know. And it was just really cool. Um, and then another major person is our judge, Adam. Yes. And Adam, Adam. Adam is Adam great. Adam is uh, almost every single league mm -hmm. in Fresno. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is Drex because he's a professor, so he runs his own. For sure. But, yeah, Adam is another, like, person that made me feel so welcome, mm -hmm. you know, when I was learning the game because that's what the judges are supposed to do. Right. They're supposed to, like, help new players, coach, you know, coach up kids yeah. that need, you know, a little help and, like, to learn the basics. Um, so, and also, if I ever need stuff, always there, always For asking sure. me, like, hey, how can I help? And For sure. like I said, this community overall from the bottom Dude. up is insane. So like, dope. So, so dope. Um, but all that is, like, when I dove head first into this, those those pillars helped set me up for success. For sure. For sure. Um, man, it was actually Adam. I reached out to Adam 
Um, and I did like the Pokemon search on Pokemon.com and his email came up uh-huh. and I emailed him like in the middle of the day. He emailed me a couple hours later and was like, hey, man, this is what we do. This is our schedule. Yeah, this is the deck you probably want to start with. It was a new deck. Yeah. And uh, man, he was just amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I completely he's the one agree. that made that schedule. He's the one like, is it really? Yeah. He put he made sure that he put even if it's a league that he didn't run, he made sure that you were on the schedule. Like, hey, this is the day That's that these dope. shops run it. Like yeah. you want Adam is just like all about the community. Mm-hmm. One of the OGs in this community. There's a few players that like, you know, that all started this together. Yeah. Shout out to all of them. You know, they've, For been, sure. they've been running it. But like much love. It's it, uh, Adam is definitely one of the like people that's just like always going to be there to help grow yeah. this community agreed he's been doing it since the beginning he's probably going to be doing it <laughs> as long as he's pl- part of the game for sure for sure um so i am I'm, I'm curious to actually dive into um more of the strategy uh but i'm going to save that for just a bit uh, i want to talk about the the way you approached um you know Pokemon and and you know like okay there's a competitiveness to this and you said this like you you did football you know you played right. sports and you are a you do have an obsessive I don't want to say personality I I, I would say or, that yeah, okay. I, I, I would kind of say that yeah. I would so so <laughs> I mean like so I'm curious like you know what you know you talked about watching all those videos and whatnot but like how did you take like the video into an action, like an actionable thing to do with what you were doing? Yeah, um, I would ask my fiance, "Hey, come play." <laughs> she learned how to play. She's yeah. a beast player too. Yeah. She's she actually got sponsored by Fast Forward as well because Ooh, she's nice. a good player. Yeah, yeah. And she got good. Because Shout out the vlog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's sitting out over there. Um, but yeah, with you know, getting her to play matches with me, um, if. She's burnt out because she has a job where she's crunching numbers all day. Yeah. I get it. Brain hurts. You don't want to yeah. keep. You know, Pokemon is a very numerical game. I hear you, man. And so, like, and I, I understand you. that. So, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to shuffle up and play both sides of the table. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who's going to be the tougher opponent for myself for than sure. me? You know? Yeah. And I know that sounds kind of cocky, but I'm just like, I'm going to play this super, super optimally. Mm-hmm. No matter. Even if I know the other side's hands, I'm going to play whatever the optimal mm. play is. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay non-biased. Because that's the only way I can determine whether a deck is good or not, whether right. a strategy is good or not. Right. If it can take some of the setbacks or not draw as perfectly or, yeah. you know, whiff something and still be viable, still be good. Right. Um, and if I know that, hey, if something goes bad here mm-hmm. and this and it goes well here for them. Yeah. I can't win, scoop it up. And that's a very important thing in the competitive scene too is knowing when to concede the game. Because yeah. in our game, for those of you that know, no, we play best of three. So, and we only have like 50 minutes yep. to do a best of three and certain decks don't run as fast or they have more motion. So yeah. it's hard to get three games in 50 minutes. For sure. So knowing that, Hey, this game is unwinnable. It's time to go to the second game. Yeah. You know? And so being able to see both sides of the tables like that helps me realize like, Hey, I'm in an unwinnable spot. Time to scoop it up. Very sure. important to being, um, do, having success in this competitive game. Um, but yeah, I would, I would sit at my table <laughs> and it's literally up against a wall two mats shuffle both decks up yeah flip a coin get it started play play matches out over and over and over again yeah, yeah, yeah. if i have a bad um round against a certain deck at a tournament i will make that deck mm-hmm. and play against it over yeah excuse me over and over and over again until i 
get that matchup down and i know these are my win cons if i don't get here it's time to go to the next stuff like that Mm -hmm. so um yeah putting it in practice was just like how i would do in sports you know i'd go i would go and you know work on my dropbacks right i would if i can get one guy to just go catch routes you know yeah i would get that guy we go to the park and do that so it's a lot of the same thing if i can get my fiance if i can get like one of the guys to show up to the shop and just play yeah you know that's what i would do yep what what would you say is the biggest um like parallel between football and pokemon i played quarterback so i think that the cognitiveness of both games is what really helped like I had to learn playbooks. Yeah, I had to learn. Yes. Pl- I needed to know uh, the checks and audibles for my blocking assignments for my O line. Mm-hmm. I need to know my the which the route combinations that mm-hmm. all four and sometimes even five of my receivers are running mm-hmm. in a play. I need to know all the signals and calls if I needed to change one route or if I needed to change the play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's stuff like that. I needed to. And all being able to process all the information quickly helped me tremendously because I went through, you know, two high schools mm-hmm. and I be I was the starter I was a sophomore starting varsity for one. I moved and my very first summer camp there wow. I took over, became the starter. Wow. My yeah. junior and senior year. Yeah. And didn't look back. So stuff like that, it's like, and the only way you can do that is by you have to know the playbook, you have to know the plays, and you have to learn them fast. Mm-hmm. Because if you ha- you only have a certain amount of reps, you don't get done those reps, the other guy's going to get the job. Sure. So sure. being able to do that, being ha- having that mental capacity that I do because of football, it definitely translated to Pokemon. Yeah. I'm able to keep like a large bank of this card does that, this deck does that, this deck does that, and you're playing – you don't know what deck you're going to hit in a tournament because sure. each round is a random opponent with the same record as you. And the very first yeah. round is just complete randomness. Right, right. So, right. like, you don't know what you're going to see until that card flips over. And even then, there's decks that run some of the same cards. <laughs> you don't even know which version of that deck you're For running sure. into sure. until, like, halfway through the game. Yeah. yeah. And so I would say, yeah, being it, the mental capacity uh, and just having the cognitive, you know, ability – because of playing the position I played in football directly, sure. you know, contributed my success in Pokemon. For sure, for sure. Um, as as you, so you know, you you play this you you play this deck that you bought from Walmart. Evan helps you out, and um, you know, do you remember the deck Evan gave you? Oh yeah, it was the Zashian uh, Zamazenta deck. <laughs> it's a um, it was it was uh, metal, so it's the Zashian's ability. Uh, it lets you draw cards off the deck. Mm-hmm. If there's any metal energies, you can attach it to your Pokemon. Okay. Then there's also you want to discard the uh, metal energy. Okay. And there's a there was a card called Metal Saucer that would advance energy from your discard to your benched metal Pokemon. Okay. And you just want to aggro that energy in because you're hitting bigger numbers for each energy that's um, on the field. Mm. So yeah, it was really strong. It was it was really good. Um, so it was just really fun to see that. I got gotcha. Especially because it was such an aggro deck, yeah. you know. So it was pretty cool. And then when, so when you, you know, you played this deck and he, you know, he, he helps you out a little bit. Do you remember what he told you as you, like when you, when he saw your deck and then he gave you this one and. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, his dad words were like, "Oh no, 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 you can't, you, you can't, you can't play this, dude." Yeah, uh, he's he's like, "Here, play this." Yeah, yeah. And, and I just looked through it, and he literally just gave me the quick breakdown. He's like, "Look, you want to get this guy out to attack with this? Does that? This does yeah. that?" And he gave me a, a quick synopsis of the deck and like what it's meant to do, and then right. all you can do from there is you can just run with it. Yeah, yeah, that's all you. Got, that's all you can do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was funny. The reaction he gave me is, "Oh no, 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 definitely not. No, no." So did you go and build that deck? Uh, no. So I, I wanted to kind of, even from the beginning, I wanted to just kind of have like my own deck built. Sure. So I went and looked at what was in the meta. Cause he said like, what was important is that you played something meta. Yeah. If you wanted to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to get beat up on, then you'd have to play something that is re- relatively competitive mm-hmm. in the format. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when did you realize you wanted to be competitive and, you know, actually compete, I guess. So there was um, COVID actually delayed the 2019 season of right. Pokemon 2019 to 2020 season um, because about May is about, I would say is like the halfway point right in a Pokemon season. It's from September to August. It's year round, but like just yeah, May is about the midpoint. Um, and when you mean by when, September that, to August is the actual um, season, the season, yeah. quote unquote season, yeah, yeah. Um, our championship, our world championship, is like our Super Bowl right. in August. Right. So right. the very first regional is usually September. Right. Um, so yeah, in May, you know, that's when COVID happened, so right. they got delayed. So um, we got word that it was coming back. I didn't really want to go to a regional because I knew I wasn't going to get championship points enough to go to the Worlds since it was only half a season. Sure. And they're continuing. So a um, couple months. I want to say maybe a month or two after one of the regionals, mm-hmm. um, there was a 1K tournament. And it's usually like a heavier entry fee. And there we had like 50 players from all over California. And California has a lot of pros yeah. in it, LA yeah. and NorCal both. And they would they both drive up and down because we're right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they came and played. Um, and what's a 1K mean? Uh, it's a it's a $1,000 cash tournament. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, that's why I say the entry fee is usually bigger. Yeah. And then they take $1,000 or usually or whatever the pot ends up being, depending on how many players you get. Mm-hmm. And they split that uh, amongst the top four. Usually, nice. you know, first place will get, like, majority of that. And then sure. it gets split second, third, fourth. Um, so, yeah. In my very – so, that was, like – 1K was, like, my very first, like, bigger tournament I mm-hmm. did. And there was a lot of, like – regional champions competitors there was like three or four guys that had just come off of like top placements at that regional mm-hmm. um there was a guy that had just got to the finals he came runner up Whoa. in that regional that was there yeah, yeah you yeah. know um my first round i had to play against a guy that had just got top 16 out of over like a thousand players wow he was he so that was my very first round yeah. and i went in and beat him yeah and that was just like okay these guys are just Guys playing cards too. They're not yeah. like unbeatable stuff right. like that. So I'm just like, wow. And then the exact round after that, I play another player in their same little group. They, they have like a little testing friend group, which I get. Sure, it's understandable. Sure. They've been playing Pokemon for years. Yeah. So of course you're gonna you know have a group of friends that you that you've made along the way, which is also really cool. Mm-hmm. But I end up playing his buddy, who's also really good, and I beat him. And these weren't close matches. Mm. I'm like I beat these guys bad. Like I can hit them up today, and they'll be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, yeah, you you beat me up pretty bad. It was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. So um, and I'm just like, yeah, dude. And actually, that one K, I got all the way to the finals. Really. And I came in second place because in the third game, I actually prized my Meloetta. And in the Mew deck, for those of you that don't know, there's one card that if you go second, 
it's your very first turn, but you're going second. You can do a lot of damage, and yes. you just take an insurmountable lead sometimes. And it was a mirror, so it means he was playing the same deck as me. And usually the first person to take the first knockout wins in the win, mirror. Yeah. And I had it all set up. I had all the cards in my hand lined up perfectly. I play the card that's going to go get me the attacker, and it's prized. Yeah, uh, man. Um, so that was rough, and so I ended up losing just barely though. I still was able to fight back, but I ended up losing because of that. Yeah. Um, but and again, and that guy in the final suit was another guy who had just came off of like, I think he also did like top sixteen at the most yeah. recent regional. Like there was four or five different players there that were all within the top sixty four of that last Damn. regional. I want to say. Um, wow. but yeah, and and I played like. Two that were within the top 16, and one of them that was like in the top 64 Hell in my yeah, first tournament. Man. And just it's really, and after that, I knew I was like, well, man, when this next season comes, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I gotta go out there. I gotta see if I can hang like in a regional. And sure. then fast forward, maybe a couple months later, we were Salt, Salt Lake City's like the first re- regional mm-hmm. that's like within, you know, relatively driving good. distance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we, drove, we drove there, so yeah, yeah. Um, and we went there, man. And my very first tournament got top sixty-four out of there. You go out of like over nine hundred players. I took forty-eight. Yeah, and that was just insane. I'm just like, oh man, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, is this twenty twenty-two? Yeah, this is recent oh it's season. last year. Yeah, okay. this is this is actually my first season. Really? So the twenty twenty-two to twenty twenty-three season. So yeah. this past October or yeah, I want to say it was October is okay. when Salt Lake City was. Gotcha. So this was very, this is my first season. Wow. The the rise that I've had has been meteoric. It's just been really fast, but yeah. it's just a lot of these a lot like a lot of people that in this community have told me like, bro, we've never seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It usually that. like usually this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like guys don't just come in on their first season and get a world's invite. Right, right, you right. Know, it usually takes a couple of years of them playing, you know, or like they, they're kids playing in the seniors and juniors division yeah. and they do good. And then they come into the masters and do that. But right. like, you don't have me who's just the random 27 year old guy decides <laughs> to come play in his first With the season. Walmart deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just shows up and just starts killing it and gets an invite. You know, yeah. it's just not, it's not normal. It doesn't happen that often mm-hmm. or if at all. Mm-hmm. And then what, um, uh, let everyone know what it takes to get invited to worlds. Oh yeah. So you need to have 300 this season it, because we had, let um less opportunities to get championship points you need to have 350 championship points to get your invite to world usually it's 500 on a normal season right this one is 350 and yeah you could say like oh well then it was easier for you to get it sure but those seasons where the cap is or the threshold is 500 they also have leagues Mm -hmm. uh cups and challenges year round right this season we only had them for like the last two months and those are like local local tournaments that you can get like 15 championship points here right and I think the most is a cup that you can get 50 at. Right. And that is, and it's really hard to win those, though, because you'll have, like, 50 players. And sure. same thing that happened with that 1K. You'll have guys right, right, driving right. from other parts of the state because they need those points, too. Right. And they think, hey, Fresno's a pretty easy place to get it. Yeah. Little do they know. Little do they know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, other than me, dude, the Fresno scene is really strong. I was, You know what, man? Yeah, I was just like, going to say that is they – this community here – I would say it it really is one of the best, if not the best, only because of our footprint that we yeah, cover. Definitely. You know? And the ability to play so many times yeah, throughout the week. That's gonna contribute to it. And then you also have like 
the the best phrase ever in anything competitive is iron sharpens iron. You exactly. Know? And so exactly. being if you have me who's a really good player, I'm going against a guy that's been playing for the past ten years. He's a really good player. Sure. He's helping me get better. Sure. And that's another reason why I got good is I'm play, playing guys like Evan. Right. I'm playing the guys like Reno. I'm playing right. these guys that have been playing for like ten years plus. You know, another one of my teammates, Gabe Kuros, he's been playing f- I don't even know how long, but a long time that even yeah. his brother like doesn't play anymore but his brother won a regional championship mm. and he's been playing forever you know mm-hmm. so like these guys have been playing a long time and they're all good players it's the same concept of like you know if you hoop and you're guarding steph curry for three months and then you come out and you're like damn bro how'd your defense get so good it's like well yeah, yeah. i've been getting my ass handed to me by <laughs> yeah, steph for, exactly. for the last three months exactly. so i better be good at defense exactly you know no, so. definitely so i can definitely say that like uh one of our best like Locals is like uh, Joe. Yeah. You call him Salty Joe. <laughs> Dude, me and him, man. I, I remember like him playing the Arceus and Talion deck when it was good. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a tough matchup. And we would just go like all three games, take it to turns. It's yeah. close. Like we're taking, you know, blow for blows and we're sure. countering our counter plays. And like I got really good because of playing like against matches against guys like him. Yep. You know, that really helped me get into, like, a mental state of, like, yeah, I got to be really, like, particular about each uh, motion, you know, meticulous about what resources, like, keep and all that kind of stuff. For sure. For sure. Um, So I'm going to get into that in just a bit here. But I want to talk a little bit about this season, right? So um, for those who don't know, my guy over here got top 16 in, uh, in Fresno which secured his world invite. Yep. So congratulations Thank again. You. Thank you. Um, but I'm curious, when before the season started, did you set goals for yourself? Yeah, and uh, this wasn't one of my yeah, goals. Sure. Oh, I mean, no, the invite was, like, one of the goals, but, sure. like, it was, like, more of, like, a, hey, if I can get there, that's cool, but it wasn't, like, oh, I'm going to get there. Sure. It, that that's what kind of like my whole goals were like I, my initial goal was like hey, I just want to make a day two I just want to get to a second day of a tournament sure. because uh, these regionals are two day tournaments right you have to get a certain amount of uh, points from wins and losses and ties to get mm-hmm. to the second day and, and the and, second day and let everyone know what that is yeah so you need 19 match points right um, each win is three points a tie is one a loss is zero so 19 match points it's usually uh, what is that uh, six wins yeah. and a tie. Right. So you can take two losses before you're kind of hopeless and you're out of the running for day two. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I wanted to just make a day two. I wanted to top 64. I wanted to top 32. Top 16 was also one. I wanted to play on stream, which I still haven't got to do. <laughs> that was one of my goals. To I get think on. that's coming next yeah, season, though, I man. Mean, I think I, that's coming. I mean, if it's not, I mean, I have one more. I have two more. Cha- I have ten, two more. Two more tournaments still technically with yeah. uh, the national, cha- international championship, and then the world. So maybe, maybe I get on stream in one of those two. But um, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, I got top sixteen. I got the invite. The day twos, I got the day two at my first tournament. So it was like, you know, I, yeah, I had a decent amount of goals mm-hmm. for this season. And it's just wild that I've hit pretty much every single one of them, yeah. except for playing on stream, <laughs> which I can't control that. They just got to pick right, me. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. I, I think it's coming, though, man. Yeah, I think it's coming. I, I, ho- I hope. I hope. I want a cool little play Pokemon shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, did, what did you, I guess, um, or I guess, let's say, how did you define winning and being competitive for yourself uh, how so uh, so like you know let's say 
when you define com- being competitive, that was like, okay, competitive for me is going to be that, like you said, I get um, a consistent day two invite for each regional. Or a competitor for me is just going to be that, hey, I show up and I, I get five wins. Okay, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what did being competitive mean to you? It. <sighs> or how do you define it? As long as I went in and I knew that any, th- any loss I took, was you know in this game is rng sure there's there's just there's a some sort of luck base to it sure. your opening hands what you draw into stuff like that but there's a lot that you can control that leads to your odds being higher of you hitting those those cards your win con stuff like that. there's a lot of strategy that helps yeah make those less luck um so as you get better at the game you kind of get better at controlling stuff like that mm-hmm. um but for me i felt like going into a tournament i always just try and think like hey as long as I walk away feeling like I played the best I could, mm-hmm. you know, minimize the misplays, mini- minimize the um, the errors, yeah. and just played the, my potential, then I, I figure that would just lead to success. Yeah. You know, I don't have to stress about, hey, I got a day two. You know, if I right. just go in there with like, hey, I'm prepared, I know what to do. Just let the cards fall where they are. Do what you can, and you'll get there. And yeah. that kind of like comfortability, I think, is what led to the success too. Okay. But yeah, I think I, I think that's part of it. Is like the main thing for me is like being competitive is just knowing that I gave everything I could because for sure. you know there's a lot of things in, that you can compete in that even mm-hmm. if you give it your mm-hmm. all, you might not win. Like there's plenty of athletes that go through that, and there's plenty of card game players that go through that. There's good players that don't that you know don't day two sometimes right. you know right. there's it happens it happens you know yeah. so everybody has a bad game everyone has bad days stuff like that so so for me i didn't want to put too much stress on the f- stuff that like i have to get there and then sure. just set yourself up for more failure sure. which i learned in sports too is a yeah. bad thing yeah yeah I so i kind of so that so i was able to like not do that to myself in this game for sure is to not let that weigh on me but yeah definitely like if i felt like i walked away the best i competed the best i could and i played the absolute best i i i could then you know i i I felt successful i felt like i competed for sure for sure um okay so i want to jump into more strategy now yeah okay so um i remember when i started playing and, um, you know, I bought the Mew deck, like I said, and um, I went to um, American Card Shop. Yep. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm just trying to, like, understand this more. Like, is there anyone you guys can recommend? And they were like, you should hit up Dre because he plays Mew. Yeah. So with that being said, how did you um, how did you become kind of the quote unquote Mew player in <laughs> Fresno? Um. So it's funny. I actually wanted to play Dark Type first. Really? And Mew, Mew's psychic, and it's weak to weak Dark to Dark Type. type. So yeah. I love Dark Good Type. Good old Drapion. You know, I have I have the haunted <laughs> yeah, tat- tattooed on my arm, and so one of the coolest the the co- the cool card that came out in the same set as Mew was Gengar, mm-hmm. and he was a Dark Type. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It's gonna hit the best deck in the game for weakness. It's one of my favorite Pokemon evolution lines. It's my favorite typing. Like this is awesome. This is gonna be great. But Mew is so good that it doesn't even matter that it got hit for weakness because it was just so fast and it was so aggro and just had answers. And so for me, I'm just like, once I saw, I kept trying to refine the list. I'm just like, no matter what I do, I still lose to Mew. Yeah. I'll cheese a win here and there if if it bricks and it can't get set up. Mm -hmm. But 
We can set up. I'm still <laughs> losing. So why am I stressing so hard sure. trying to counter it? Why don't I just play this deck? Yeah, see what happens. And, <laughs> man, that's the deck I took to the 1K. Yeah. Went all the way to the finals with it. Every time a set comes out, I'm like, oh, that's going to be so good for this deck. Oh, that's going to be so for good for this deck. Yeah. And I'm just, like, adding new cards to the deck. And, like, as the meta and the format Okay, okay, evolves, okay. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, so, so let's talk about this. What do you do or, and how do you approach adding new cards to the deck? Uh, Let's talk about Mew specifically. Yeah, so for Mew specifically, um, there's you want to empty your hand. Okay. So you can use the Pokemon Genesect to draw cards. Right. Based on how many Fusion Strike Pokemon you have and all the Pokemon in the deck are Fusion Strike. And let's 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 backtrack a little bit. Let's tell everyone. So when you start a game, right? Yeah. How many cards are you drawing? So let's let's do right, the setup yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh setting up, you shuffle your decks, randomize right. it, flip a coin, determine who's gonna go first. Um, you're going to draw seven cards. You need a basic Pokemon to start. Mm -hmm. So you have that face down. You put six, the next six cards off to the side. Those are your prize cards. Now there's multiple ways to win a uh, game of Pokemon is you either knock out your opponent's Pokemon until they don't have any Pokemon left and you bench them out. Mm -hmm. Another way is that you take knockouts and take your prize cards and certain Pokemon, depending on how strong they are, how big their uh, health points are. Mm -hmm determine how many prize cards you take so right. you know there's small ones you take one some decent sized ones you take two and then there's like the v maxes that you take three right um so you take prize cards based on those knockouts and if you take all the prize cards you win that way and then the third way is if your opponent goes to start their turn and there's not a card in their deck left you decked them out they ran out of cards they, they ran out of resources right so there's three different uh win cons there um so with mew uh you want to get your Mew setup because it has a free retreat, so you can always just go to your bench. There's six, uh, six spots for Pokemon. You're active, mm -hmm. and then five spots below it is your bench, and that's what you want to set up. Um, the Pokemon to help you draw, which are the Genesect. Right. So um, using that, you want to, you know, retreat into other attackers. You want to retreat into your Meloetta, like I mentioned before, is one of your attackers that are only worth one card if your opponent knocks it out which is good it's a single prizer that does like ample damage to take a three prize knockout against some pokemon sure. uh there's items in the deck that help boost the damage power mm -hmm. tablets and stuff um so every time a set comes out i'm just trying to think of okay how is it gonna help me versus some of the matchups that i don't like yeah. you know there's always there's always something that's trying to counter mew right um because it's one of the strongest decks in the game right now mm -hmm. so people are trying to tech out dark attackers i'm like okay well most of the dark attackers that are good are multi-prizers right. i use meloetta the prize trade isn't good mm -hmm. i take two prizes for killing their tech they take one mm -hmm. um and then i take another two they can't really take three because the mu v max is worth three so usually they have to hit it twice. And Mew does so much damage because it can copy any of the attacks on the Pokemon on the bench right. that are the same um, battle style, which is the Fusion Strike. Right. Um, so you're hitting at least minimum 190 each turn mm -hmm. or 210 based on what energy is attached to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Like the way it trades into other decks, you can manipulate it so it's in your favor. And then... We came to a point where there was a deck that was just so good that the math was just bad because it was a full single prize deck, the Lost Box. And yeah. that's where I kind of made my 
my first infamy and then fame off of was the <laughs> Deoxys. Okay. So like now I'm not the Mew guy. I'm Dreoxys. Yes. Um, yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So it's a Pokemon that he actually has all three of the battle styles. He has the rapid, single, and fusion strike Pokemon right. typing. His attack is that it does 80 damage for three energy. But if it has a fusion energy, it does an extra 80. So you're hitting 160 with a baby Pokemon, which is pretty chunky damage. Right. You can use a supporter called Alessa's that gets two of those fusions out of the deck onto two different Pokemon. You throw a double turbo energy, which is another energy that covers two colorless, mm -hmm. onto a Pokemon, which I put on Deoxys. And then it deducts your attacks by 20, though. So I'm hitting 140 base. But like I mentioned before, I have amplifiers in my deck that help boost up the damage sure. by 30. Um, and so... But not only that, the HP on it is 120 HP, which is a very awkward number for the Lost Box, which is the main single prize deck that's just been dominant for so long. It's hard for it to hit right. for an instant knockout, whereas Meloetta is only 90 HP, so it was killing that easy. And if you throw your VMAX, the Mew VMAX down, they'll throw the Drapion on and they just take three prizes. Sure. So it was just always a really bad matchup. And so I realized, like, hey... Deoxys, they have to hit it twice, and they can get two knockouts for sure because nothing in that Lost Box deck is more than uh, 110 HP, I right, think. Right, Um So if I'm hitting 140 each turn, that's that's great, and yeah. they can't one-shot me. Yeah. And then, then I'm just like, well, if that's two prizes for one, why not run a second one? Mm -hmm. And then I just started working with the numbers, testing it out, and it just made – eventually I got to the point where I'm just like – I'm keeping the consistency that helps me beat the other decks, sure. but I'm really giving it to that single prize deck that was really popular. So if I run into it, I'm comfortable, I'm okay, and they're going to have a hard time. They're probably going to get annoyed, which is also going to help shift um, into my favor because mm -hmm. now they're playing like a little irritated. Yes. <laughs> and now yes. I'm in their head mentally. Yes. So, like, who plays that card? No one plays that card. It's a bad card. Like, no, and it's a bad card for yeah, you. Yeah, is what bad, you mean. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you don't know. Like I first, man, I made decks, uh, the deck list that I would post just for free. I was, I would just post my list. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm cooking. Yeah, go, go try it. Tell me if you sure. like the sauce. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Go, so, um, and then I would just have people grill me like, Deox, this is so bad. It's horrible. And then just like what a month ago, a month and a half ago. Someone takes that card in their deck and wins a regional. And then not only that did they win one here, that same weekend, another individual with that card in their deck won a regional in Europe. So it won yes. two different regionals in the same weekend in two different continents. Yeah. I felt like I was on top of the world, man. <laughs> and I'm like, so what, you know, what's a bad card now? It doesn't yeah. seem like too bad of a card yeah. now, you know? Yeah. So, and then that's when, like, my Twitter's blowing up. They're like, yo, do you see this? Like, hey, we yep. all know who was originally playing it. Like, it was, yep. it was so cool, man. I felt un untouchable. It was, felt like a freaking rock star, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Um, you talked about minimizing a lot of um, kind of inconsistencies that you can see with, with a deck, right? Yeah. Um, and you also talked about minimizing the, the luck factor. Right. How do you do that? So um, there's cards in your deck that lets you, like, eliminate, lets you, like, discard cards from your hand. Sure. Um, so, you know, Ultra Balls, you can discard two cards in your hand, go grab a Pokemon. So doing stuff like that where you're looking at your hand and you're seeing, like, okay, in this matchup, I really don't need this card. Or I have two other two other copies of this card in my mm -hmm. deck i don't need it right now i probably only need one for this matchup mm -hmm. it's just wasting space and i need to draw cards yeah 
And so you thin, you thin out the unusables, you thin out the extras that you know you're not going to need, and you just get set up and you're drawing cards, thinning out ones you don't need, thinning out ones you don't want, thinning out ones that you know that there's recovery in the card game. There's certain cards that let you bring cards back from your discard pile. So you're like, okay, I know I still have that. I can recover this later. So there's just ways to approach the game that if you discard properly, if you thin through your deck properly, you lower the odds of you drawing into the bad cards, raise mm-hmm. the odds of you drawing into the cards you need. Right. And there's also something that's very important in this called prize mapping. You need to realize where is where are the prizes on the board that I'm going to take to win because you need to take six prize cards. So what is my win con? Where am I going to find six prizes before mm-hmm. they get to six prizes? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then from there, once you realize you've mapped out your prizes in that matchup, then you start to, you know, you thin out and you do all that. Sure. And then that's how it's, it's all just, you know, um, one decision you make early on turns can really come back. Yeah. You know, certain decks, it affects more than others. Like Lost Box, that thing, you know, punishes you yeah. for the smallest decision. Sure. And some decks like Mew, if you don't manage your resources, you you got rid of a tablet, even though you have three more. But, hey, later in the game, turns out they play a card that – boost their health and you need that fourth one and you don't have it yeah. you know and you lose the game that way yeah so it, it's just it's just managing resources knowing what to discard when mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah and there's definitely a way to properly um thin out so then you're not um drawing into the bad stuff and you're increasing your win percentage yeah you. there's the phrase in pokemon thinning is winning that's the that's the best approach to the game yeah because we all have 60 cards but we always don't need all 60 cards in that deck right 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 um I'm curious, you know, last time we spoke, um, when you went to Portland, I believe, you also took Mew, and, you know, that was before everything kind of happened with the with the Deoxys builds, right? Uh, but you and I had talked, and you were like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with Mew as well. You know, so how are you approaching a new a new deck that you're going to play and, and or um, that you're going to actually try to run with? Yeah, so I've been a lot of these cards that we've have or that we get eventually. Japan gets months sure. in advance, and sure. now with social media, we get the leaks, we get to see them. Yeah. They get translated. Yeah. So for me, I'm always worried about what's current now, what's playable now. But I definitely also plan for the future. Mm-hmm. I don't let it get in the way of my now when I play. But there's certain times like when there's dead periods, and excuse me, when we have like um the same format for a while because it's been a while before the next set came out i'm just like okay like i know everything here i know the matchups front and backwards you know let's uh start looking at some stuff in the future get some testing for the future so when that comes we're not behind you know so this new deck that i'm gonna be i'm um, working on i've been play testing it since uh what it came out in scarlet violet so yeah and i knew the cards that were going to be coming out Mm -hmm. in this latest set the paldea evolved set i'm just like okay the deck is okay now initially, but it gets so much better in Paldea Evolve. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's start working on lists on our free time. Mm-hmm. Let's start working on the matchups now on our free time. Let's look at Japan's because I mean, hey, they get the cards first. Why are right. we not? Gonna, let's Why take not? a lo- take a look at what they're doing. You mm-hmm. know, see if we can get like a cookie cutter kind of like skeleton to start with, sure. and we'll tech what we want to tech, and we'll add what we want to add, take away what we don't like, stuff like that. In Japan, they only play best of one yeah. instead of our best of three, so they usually have um, more techs because they're only playing one match, so they can sure. catch their opponent off guard with their sure. tech. You don't have to worry about your opponent playing around at the next game. Mm. So usually Japanese lists aren't as refined. Uh, over here, we tend to, f- on the west, we 
focused more on consistency. Yeah. Uh, with slight techs. So some of the decks in Japan aren't always the best, but they usually give you a pretty good like skeleton of where to start. Right. You know, right. if you're looking for a certain archetype, certain deck around a certain card is what an archetype is. Um, yeah. So I I've been doing that, studying that stuff, and like right now I feel like I'm pretty far ahead. I'm already grinding out Matt because I know the best. Uh, it's gonna, it's Gardevoir. It's sure. it's going to be the best deck. It's yeah. going to be the most played deck. Yeah. So going to that tournament. I play it. Yeah. Yeah. And NAIC yeah. it's going to be the deck that I probably run into the most. So right now I'm focused sure. on. Hey, I need to play the mirror. I'm gonna run probably run into a lot of guardies, sure, like, sure. um, you know. And then the Champau is a new card yeah. that came out, and I'm I'm grinding Didn't that. Didn't Daisy play that in Portland too? She played Gardevoir. Yeah, yes, yeah. she did. She she likes the deck. It's a fun deck. It's a it she, is a fun deck. She I, she was playing it when it's when it's when it first came out. So. Yeah, I you know the problem that I the pr- problem that I had for myself was, man, I didn't realize how important it was to. Um, not only have your Ralt set up, but you need to make sure you have the Curlia coming up right oh, behind it because yeah. if you don't engine. have the Curlias, then you're screwed. Yeah, like, that's your engine. You yeah, need to, exactly. It, it discards unless you draw two. So, yeah, you need, yeah. You need that's the engine, and that's how you get to your Gardevoir. So, yeah, that's no, true. it's very important. Um, I think, personally, why I didn't like the deck in this format is that it just was not – it didn't have – Cons- it, it draws consistently. It just doesn't have the room to disrupt. And now with the new Iono card, yeah, is is what it's, it's going to just change the format. It's yeah. going to make decks like Lost Box which are its bad matchup easy. Yeah. It already has the Cresselia, which is really bad. Right. It's a single prizer that right. it, run- it has a hard time. I'm running two of those because yeah. I know you know. Hey, if I'm not going to hit Guardies and I'm not going to hit Champals, I'm probably going to hit Lost Box. Yeah. So yeah. those those are the things that uh, you know I'm already mentally checking out, mm-hmm. make, making sure I'm ready for and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I hear you. I think that sometimes I think the the way that you have to approach deck building in general is like, yes, like like you said, this is the skeleton and the blueprint. But what do I need to do mm-hmm. to make it to where it's in my favor, right? right. Because everyone's gonna tweak it and adjust it just right. a little bit right yeah so definitely so i think it's very important to make sure that you realize like hey i'm gonna be going to the the Nash, the naic the north yeah. american international championship it's gonna be a lot of good players they know guardy's good i'm gonna see a lot of guardy yeah i'm going to a league cup it's gonna be mostly a lot of my locals they like to play mew maybe i should throw in a dark i should throw in a drapeon sure. or something you know i usually yeah. don't see it in the list but i know there's gonna be a lot of mew there it's gonna help my win percentage mm-hmm. i'm gonna do that you know yeah. you have to analyze certain things like what's gonna give you the leg up in a certain tournament in a certain sure. competition if you just tournament before you just saw that mew won of course the next tournament I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of Drapion. There's going to be a lot of the counters from you. Exactly. Because everybody there expects there to be a lot of Mew. Because in our tournaments, most of the time, it's you're going to try and counter with just one. Right. And the other half that isn't countering with just one is going to play with just one. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a pretty it's, – it's a seesaw that we yeah. always see, and it's hilarious, and it's pretty cool. It's a cool interaction that we have as card players. Because you're trying to like predict what's gonna happen next. For sure. So you're either gonna counter at one, or you're gonna play what one. Yeah. Or you know that people are gonna counter what one, so you want to counter the counter, and it, <laughs> gets, <laughs> it, it, it gets convoluted. Yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. all mixed. It's hilarious. It's fun. Yeah. Then you see random decks that you shouldn't see. You see cards <laughs> you shouldn't see. 
And then you just like you're playing them against your opponent. And you're just like, what is this? And it's funny. I hear you. I hear I uh, like a wrench that I threw in mine was I I played a Klefki. Oh. And it just like turned the lost box yeah. off. Yeah. Can't do anything. They couldn't do yeah. anything. But I also turned myself off. <laughs> but it allowed me to set. Yeah. Up. That's what matters, man. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going. But um, you know, it it was like, but like, you you end up realizing like, oh wait. This also, if you don't draw well enough, yeah, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So I, I ran into that a little bit as well. But um, yeah, man, it, it's funny all the intricacies that you have in the deck, the cards, and yep. how it's going to flow. Exactly. Um, we talked about this a little earlier. Y- you know, you talked about kind of failure and, you know, just handling that, right? Um, I'm curious, what, what do you do? when you do come up on failure i've had two tournaments this year that i went to where uh one of them i just, just didn't it, i just didn't do good mm-hmm. at all from the beginning uh another one i went to orlando i started four and oh i had a hot start and then I, I hit three losses Whoa. and straight after the four wins and i was out of day two contention and it it it, it can be deflating sure you know especially after you have a hot start when you just have a bad tournament it sucks but Luckily, at that tournament, I had my fiance there, so yeah. we went. We enjoyed the time that we yeah. had in the new city. Went, sure. ate food, saw some stuff. We went to like the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum that was there in Arlington. So it was, you know, I still enjoyed it. So yeah, you know, I hung my head a little bit. It sucks, you know, but I think it's 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 constructive sure. to let failure hurt a little bit because it's natural and it's gonna make you kind of not want to feel that again. So you work a little sure. harder. You kind of sure. get. So I I feel like. You know, feeling the pain of failure is a little healthy, but it's not healthy when you dwell on it too much. Sure. When you just let it just eat at you yeah. and just ruin everything for you. So I don't let it do that for me. I let it hurt. You know, I'm just like, dang, that sucks. Man, that sucks. Uh, why? Uh, okay. Well, nothing I can do now. I'm just going to work harder and get, get to the next one. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and I, I, I praise my fiance. She's at first when I would like have a tough tournament, she would just be like, no, don't feel bad. You know, don't try and cheer me up. And, you yeah, know, yeah. when you're when you're when you're down because you failed, you, you're kind of in a bad mood. And sure. and you don't ever want to take that out on that person. But it's just like you're in a bad mood. You kind of want to be left alone. And so I explained that, you know, I'm not mad at her. I'm just mad at the situation. Sure. I just need time to be mad. Yeah. And, and now she sees, like, she knows. Now she'll see me if I'm, like, it's down. She'll still come up and tell me, like, it's okay, babe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, give me the pat on the back. But she doesn't, like, she doesn't tell me, hey, cheer up and stuff. Like, she knows how competitive I am. And <laughs> yeah. she knows I want to I wanna do hey, well. get so, over it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 She, so she lets me. And so I, I commend her on letting me do that. You know, I know it's got to be hard to see someone you care about down and you not want to just, like, yeah. cheer them up. You know, so she, she's been able to, like, let me. Let me dwell in my failure for a little bit, sure. Because she knows in a, in a few minutes I'm a. Whew, all right, let's go. Let's go eat. Let's yeah, go. Let's, yeah. let's go do something. You yeah, know. Yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, yeah, dealing with failure, it's it's tough, and and that's another thing that I could think to sports man is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt the pain. I've got to win. I've got to a state championship before. Whoa! And I lost. Oh. <laughs> and that definitely. And hurts. that was that was painful, yes. man. Getting. Working so hard, being so close, and then you get to see the other team just celebrate and have that joy of winning the championship, and it just hurts, you know. And I've let that eat me for months, mm-hmm. and like, 
And I'm glad that, you know, as I matured, I was realizing, hey, you know, it's good to have that like pain to make you want to do better, but it's also unhealthy to dwell on it too much. For sure. Um, So I want to move over to, you know, you getting the official sponsorship from the Shuffle Squad. Yeah. How did that come about? I mean, when we say that our community is really welcoming, the overall Pokemon community is very welcoming. Sure. Like nation worldwide, yeah. I mean, we have people from other countries that I don't know that come up. Like in this past one, yeah, I was talking to somebody I did know. There was like an Irish player from Ireland that he was a that he knew that the guy I was talking to, and then he just mm-hmm. came up. He's like, "Oh, like congratulations on your top 16." Like, uh, I'm I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, but yeah. you know, he introduced himself. He said he was an uh, Irish player, and he mm-hmm. was just here. I'm like, "Yo, that's awesome! You came from Ireland to dude, Fresno. I played. What? I played a dude from Mexico, and I'm like." Yeah, right? Like Really? Yeah, I had and so I'm just like Yeah. And he is super nice, I super cool. And yes. so so um I met Zach Lesage and Cal Connor um at Arlington, which is my only my second championship, uh regional championship ever. And I was just doing it for the vlog. You know, I just wanted to talk to them like, Hey, do you guys mind if I get you on the vlog really quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Ask them a few questions, how are they doing? How's the tournament? What do they think? And then after that, like we follow each other on socials, you mm-hmm. know, whenever we see each other at future tournaments, we're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? We're hanging out. We're talking. We're chopping it up. I'll shoot them DMs like, hey, what do you think of this? Like really, really cool guys. And then yeah. there was um, uh, an application that they put out, like a Google Doc, like, hey, you want to be part of the Shuffle Squad? There's openings. And Zach Lesage had like mentioned before if I if I had would have had an interest in being in in it and um I was like yeah for sure like you guys are awesome like yeah. the team is awesome why wouldn't I yeah um and so yeah and then eventually I get a DM like a couple months later like a month after they put the doc out and they're like hey like out of like hundreds of applicants and we're only choosing three we chose you nice you man. know and. That felt really cool, too, sure. that I stood out enough as not just a player, because one of the main things they stressed to me that the Shuffle Squad is about is definitely about being, like, a pillar in the community, mm-hmm. you know? I may not have been one of the people that founded and just started sure. Fresno, but sure. I personally feel like I do play a pretty good role here in Fresno. Like I, I would I, say so. Like, I feel like I do a lot to try and encourage people to, mm-hmm. to get better, play better, come and play at all even if they don't want to do competitive they just mm-hmm. come play like i feel like whenever anybody asks me questions about i mean you the first time i met yes. you you asked me about a car and i was giving you my whole spiel i was yes. giving you my whole sauce yes. like everything i play in my deck when like, i play this and this and that and i even asked you i was like can i see your deck here yeah here like i i you know i i want to see people do well i want to yeah. see you know stuff like that like so so it was, it, mel- it meant a lot to me that they saw me in that way. Sure. Like, you know, you're a pillar in your community, you know. In, in the overall community, when you go to events, people know who you are now, too. I mean, it's yeah. kind of hard to miss me. I have, <laughs> I, I have red braids. I'm tall. I'm 6'2". So it's like I walk around. I stand out like a yeah, sore yeah, thumb. Yeah. So, the but, Cucumba's jerseys yeah, were just, yeah. man, they were flowing. <laughs> hey, that was hot, man. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, the fiancé played, you know, matching hardball jerseys. So it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty cool. We were dripping all over the place. But uh, so yeah, there's a yeah you know your Twitter game is good. You got you gotta mm-hmm. have a good social media game. You know it's sure. a it's a it's a social it's a social team. You know they have sure. a YouTube, they have yeah. Patreon, all that stuff. So you have to be good at promoting stuff on. And I did a pretty good job with uh, being on the on Twitter and doing the retweets and stuff like that. Like, 
and they were just like, and you're a good, you've been doing, you've been killing it this season. Sure. On top of that, sure. uh, yeah, you're yeah you're a good player, but you're also good in the community and you're good on social. So I, they told me that hey, that's kind of the reason why they they chose me, and that felt so good. I'm like, man, that's that that's humbling to know that other people see me the way I want to be seen. I exactly. always hoped that I could be seen like that. Yeah. I just didn't think you would be so soon, but it just makes me want to do even better right. because that means, you know, hey, I can grow from here. So, yeah, no, getting the getting that call for oh, that email from them and then eventually calling, having the, you know, uh, group call with them and um, stuff like that was it was surreal. I, it was funny because me and my fiance, like, we would just joke, like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, you, they're they're gonna they're gonna, you know, whenever someone leaves me, left me out of something, or yeah. you know, they're like, oh, they're gonna regret that when you're on yeah. the shuffle squad, and they can, you know, just joking, like, and it and it, and and it, it came to fruition, and it happened, you, you know. Yeah. So that, it was it was awesome. So yeah. to, for that to happen, it's like, man, we joked about this, you know, yeah. you know, we, I wanted it, so like. I always joked in the like, hey, I kind of hope it happens, but you know, probably not. Yeah. In any kind of way. Yeah. And so when it happened, I'm just like, wow, you know, we kind of spoke it into yeah. existence a little bit. I love it. I love it. Um, so so wrapping up here, man. Um, I I'd like to jump back to your grandpa if you don't mind. Yeah. Um. When you told him that you were, uh, gonna be doing this kind of, I guess professionally. Um. Did or did you tell him that you're gonna be? Oh yeah, yeah. I told him like when I um went to my first tournament. I'm like, hey, I, yeah, I'm going to a regional championship, and yeah. I'm gonna try and pursue like playing this professionally. Like, yeah, this is my first season. I'm probably not gonna be a pro so quick, sure. but I wanna I wanna get good at this. Yeah, and he was like all about it. He was super cool about. it. He's like, yeah, well, you know, that sounds awesome. It sounds fun. My grandma too. She's like, yo, we're gonna support you through anything. Let us know mm-hmm. how you do when you go, so we can keep up. You know, keep for up sure. with you for sure. And then, what did they say when you were? Uh, what did they say, or what did your grandpa say specifically when you told him you joined the shovel squad? So I, I couldn't tell him the shovel squad because <laughs> sure, they sure. wouldn't know. Understood. So understood. I told him like, hey, I got signed to a pro team, and they were just like, what? That's awesome! Like they were elated for me, and hearing my grandma in the back so excited, so yeah. proud. Like, it's 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 rare because even when I was playing football. Um, I didn't have really anybody at my games. I didn't have, oh, sure. I didn't, my dad was busy, you know, getting, making money to support us. Sure. Cause he was living the single dad life. Sure. Um, my grandparents too old. They didn't, they didn't have time, sure. you know, and then my grandma and grandpa down, that's here. They were in California. I was playing in Phoenix. Right. Right. So they couldn't be there. So I really didn't have anybody at like football games and, you know, after I won, I just killed it in the football game. I didn't really have anybody to go out. I, I see all my friends and teammates, you know, yeah. their parents are cheering them on and so proud of them. Like, I didn't get that. And so this is probably the closest I got to feeling like that, hearing them when I, you know, shared my successes sure. with them. Sure. You know, and it's like, ah, oh, it felt it felt really good. Like, it it, it definitely yeah. it made it hit, it hit, you know, part of the heart, you know, that. For sure. It. It's a children's card game, and it just brings me back to, like, the part. I feel like part of my childhood I didn't get. Sure. I'm starting to get little pieces of it here and there, you know? Sure. So that was really awesome. I just – it made me feel really good. It was yeah. it was, it was, was just joyous to hear the joy in their voices. Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, your grandpa being someone who also, like, got has the cards, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, Coming full circle sick. like yeah, that. it's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Um. So wrapping up here, man, 
I'm just curious what you would like to say to our community of Pokemon players. So, I mean, to our community, the main thing is just thank you. Because mm-hmm. I owe so much to this community because I wouldn't, like I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't be here without literally every single person in sure. this community. Like I sure. can... I can look at anybody in the room that I'm playing with and thank them for something, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was helping me get started, it was helping mm-hmm. me learn something, it was helping grind out a match against them, you know, even you, you know, when I first met you and you told me like, hey, you know, they said to talk to you and yeah. you're playing this deck, I'm like, wow, bro, like, you coming up to me and asking me for advice made me feel really good, you know, that made me feel like, for sure, dang, like, I can help somebody, so even just coming and talking to me, like dang like he really wants to play and he sees me as somebody that can help and that yeah. just makes me feel good as a person too that i can do that and it makes me want to that's why i was just like yeah here here's what i play because mm-hmm. you know it's so yeah the community man from top to bottom it's just thank you um i want everybody i want to see everybody here yeah be successful for sure whether it's whether your version of success is going and competing for worlds or your version of success is just going and having fun with your friends. I hope that I can contribute to you having fun and and you consider me one of your friends. Like no matter what, um, it's just a big thank you to everybody. And I love every single person in this community because sure. even outside of Pokemon, yeah, a lot of these guys have been there for each other, for me, mm-hmm. like the people you meet in this community are deeper than cards. They really are. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's in a bad spot, you know, we're always trying to lend a hand. We're always trying to see what's up, what we can do. If, if Even if it's just somebody you need to talk to. For sure. Like, we want to be that those people that you can reach out to. And so, yeah, I just want to say that also, like, hey, like, big love to everybody in this community. Agreed. Agreed, man. Hey, I appreciate you doing this, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. For sure. For sure.